Have you tried everything from natural to pharmaceutical just to get a good night's rest? Join me, Martha Lewis, certified sleep expert and functional health coach, as I unpack what's really keeping you up at night and how to change it. This is the Sleep Detective Podcast, and I'm going to show you how to sleep well so you can enjoy your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sleep Detective Podcast. I am excited to talk to you today about cannabis. And this is stemming from the fact that I have noticed from my own experience with cannabis that it affects my sleep. And so it's making me question if this is actually something that's helpful or if it could actually hurt sleep. And I've also noticed. I've had quite a few clients who use cannabis for sleep, and so I wanted to really get to the bottom of this. So I did some research. I asked some questions to get to the bottom of this topic. What I see is once and for all. But before I get into it, I want to celebrate my client, Sherry, who has been doing amazing. When we first started working together, she hadn't slept through the night in three weeks. She was waking up at two and then taking two hours to go back to sleep. And then more recently, she had been waking up at three and not able to fall back asleep at all. And she had tried sleep meds like Trazodone, Ambien, Benadryl. None of those worked. She was following all the sleep hygiene. And she had even started HRT, hormone replacement therapy, last year, and that didn't help with her sleep. So Her sleep improved really quickly working together. She definitely changed her diet, especially what she was eating for breakfast. That made a really big difference. She took some supplements. We've been working on her anxiety about sleep. And she just wrote that she's sleeping better more consistently. She's falling to sleep much faster and getting back to sleep more frequently in the night. So She has come a long way, and she's finally getting to where she's not as worried about sleep all the time. So that is what is possible. All right, now let's get into this topic about cannabis. So how I became interested in it recently is that I occasionally like to recreationally eat a gummy. And I have noticed that when I do, oftentimes I have trouble sleeping either that night or even a few nights afterwards. And so I recently had my neurotransmitters tested again, found out that I am really low in serotonin and GABA. So I reached out to the owner of the M2 Institute, which is where I do the lab called the NeuroFocus Panel that looks at neurotransmitters for myself and my clients. And Pam, the owner, told me that cannabis especially affects GABA. And so I got more and more curious and it made a lot of sense about why this was affecting my sleep. So that's what I want to dive into. First, I want to talk about the research, like what the research is saying. Does cannabis actually help with sleep? Now, according to the Sleep Foundation, people who use cannabis daily are actually more likely to report sleep problems than occasional users or people who do not use cannabis at all. So this is really interesting, right? Because I think that 
a lot of things out there sound like cannabis really helps with sleep. And especially the companies are, are pushing this to help with sleep. Now, what happens is that when cannabinoids, so that's the active ingredient in cannabis, when they attach to the receptors in our brain, they send messages that increase levels of adenosine. So adenosine is actually what builds up in the body throughout the day, the longer we're awake, and that makes us feel sleepy at night. Um, and cannabinoids can also suppress the brain's arousal system. So this is how it can help with sleep. So then there is, of course, a difference between THC and CBD. So THC is what gets us high, and that can act as a sedative, but it can also be stimulating for some people. This is why some people get really paranoid on weed and other people don't because it affects everyone differently. Now, what's interesting is that according to Dr. Matthew Walker, the author of Why We Sleep, he's a prominent sleep researcher at the University of Berkeley. He had an interview with Dan Huberman on the Huberman Lab podcast, which is very interesting about brain science. He says that higher doses of CBD can produce alertness at low doses and sleepiness at higher doses. And so it may, CBD particularly, may help sleep by lowering body temperature, which we know helps promote sleep, by reducing anxiety, and it can affect the brain sensitivity to adenosine. So in the short term, it can help us fall asleep faster, but Matthew Walker points out that if you actually look at the brain waves as people are falling asleep with and without marijuana, they're different. So it's actually more likely speeding up non-consciousness, but not necessarily true sleep. But it can make us think that we're falling asleep faster, right? Because we are getting into this non-conscious state, but it's not the same as a sleep state. So in the long term, it's found that cannabis leads to less sleep overall, less time spent in deep sleep, and can take longer to fall asleep and cause more frequent awakenings, which is not what we want, right? All of my clients, and I'm sure you, if you're listening, you want more sleep. You want more deep sleep. You want to fall asleep quickly. You don't want to wake up all the time in the night, right? So long-term use of this is not going to help. Now, there are also side effects to using cannabis. So it can lead to drowsiness the next day, um, it can impair our memory. And when you try and stop taking it, withdrawal it can lead to strange dreams, difficulty falling asleep, and less time in deep sleep. And the problem with this too is that you need more and more to get the same effect. So it's, it's a drug, right? And so like other drugs, you start to need more and more. It's interesting too is that long-term use can reduce gray matter in the brain. So the gray matter is where processing of sensory information, learning, speech, and a lot more take place. And this is according to a study that I have linked in the show notes here. Now, cannabis also affects our sleep stages. So short-term use of cannabis can increase the time you spend in deep sleep. And this is a stage where repair and rest happens. But THC especially decreases the amount of time you spend in REM sleep, that rapid eye movement sleep, which is where 
we're dreaming. It's where we're processing emotions. It's where we're cementing new memories and information. So it's affecting our sleep stages, which is creating unnatural sleep and can have long-term consequences. Back to neurotransmitters. Cannabis affects our neurotransmitters. So again, Pam from the M2 Institute told me some things about how it affects neurotransmitters, and I found plenty of research to back, back this up. So cannabis, especially THC, what it does is it pushes large quantities of GABA out into the synapses. And this is confirmed by an article based on research by the American Heart Association. And what happens when it pushes large quantities of GABA out, that helps you feel calm and maybe even sleepy in the moment. But then you are depleted in GABA the next couple of days after. And it can take a few days to recuperate from that. Um, we get GABA from our dietary proteins that contain L-glutamine. So it's going to take some time to build up those GABA stores again. So the next day or in a few days, you might actually feel more anxious and have a hard time sleeping, which has been exactly my experience. So it totally makes sense that, um, you know, that I was having trouble sleeping after using cannabis. Now, long-term use of cannabis is going to really deplete GABA and eventually serotonin and dopamine as well. So long-term daily use typically affects dopamine via the reward center in our brain, as well as cognitive abilities, depending on how much we are using. And it's our verbal memory that tends to go first. This is why there are all these jokes about the stoners, right? Of talking slow and not remembering things and just being kind of dumb. It does affect these things. And unfortunately, it can also cause depression as GABA gets depleted and then eventually serotonin, since serotonin is going to try and compensate for that low GABA. So this is really affecting our brain chemistry to be using this short-term and long-term. Cannabis also affects our hormones. You know, I've talked about many times that cortisol is the primary hormone that sabotages our sleep. When our bodies are releasing cortisol at night, when it's not supposed to, it's going to make us wired and not be able to sleep. So um, ZRT Labs has a great article about how cannabis affects our hormones. And it turns out that THC increases the cortisol circulating in your body. So if you don't use cannabis often, then this increased cortisol can cause increases in blood pressure and anxiety. Now, if you use it long term, that constant cortisol increase is also going to minimize our morning spike of cortisol that's supposed to happen that helps us wake up and feel alert. So cortisol should be lowest when we wake up in the morning and then it spikes to its highest point within two hours of waking up. And then it gradually goes down throughout the day. So if you're using THC long term, then it's keeping that spike from happening. And so when that happens, you can feel groggy and sleepy in the morning. I used to call it the weed hangover, right? Where you just feel kind of out of it the next day. Now, the increase in cortisol after using marijuana can also affect a woman's libido and menstrual cycle. So it's definitely affecting our hormones. Um, THC also affects the thyroid. It actually lowers 
TSH or thyroid stimulating hormone. And so the more that happens, then when your body doesn't have enough TSH, it can't make the active forms of thyroid hormones, T4 and T3, that our body uses to maintain our metabolism, our heart and digestive functions, our brain development and bone health. We need these thyroid hormones for so many different reasons. And when your thyroid isn't working properly, you can get symptoms of fatigue, weight gain, intolerance to cold, depression, decreased libido, abnormal menstrual cycles, and sleep issues. So for someone too, technically I have Hashimoto's because I have antibodies against my thyroid. And thyroid issues are really common, especially in women. THC is not helping with that. It's actually going to hurt all of that. Now, I also listened to a podcast, the Huberman Lab podcast, and about cannabis. And he talks about how it reduces testosterone and it can increase the conversion of testosterone to estrogen, which can lead to what's called estrogen dominance, especially in men when estrogen is higher than testosterone. And it can make us four times likely to get depression. It's definitely affecting our hormones. It's affecting our neurotransmitters. And it's not good for us in the long term. I think also that it's going to affect each of us differently, right? So some people feel great on THC. Other people don't. Same with CBD. So it is different for everyone. But I have concluded from all of this that THC especially is not good for us long term in any way, but especially for sleep. CBD is showing to have some benefits and doesn't have the negative effects that THC necessarily does. And I will tell you, my clients who use THC especially to help them sleep, I found that they don't see as much improvement as those who don't use it. My new goal is to help my clients stop using THC specifically as quickly as possible because it is likely actually hurting their sleep. But the bottom line is, whether we're talking about THC or CBD, they are band-aids. They aren't solving what's out of balance in your body that's actually keeping you from sleeping normally. So, you know, we need to be looking for what are your hormones look like? What does your gut health look like? How is your liver functioning? Do you have toxins that are causing all this inflammation? What are your nutrient status like? Like all of those are what's actually affecting your sleep. And so even if CBD isn't necessarily harmful and it can help in the short term, it's still not fixing those imbalances. So it's helping you sleep. You're going to be dependent on that forever until you actually get to the root of what is out of whack in your body that's causing your sleep issues. So that's how you actually sleep better naturally without having to take something every night and permanently is to find out what's out of whack in your body and fix those things. And yes, you want to make sure that your mind isn't also sabotaging your sleep too. So that is exactly what we help you with in the Complete Sleep Solution program. We help you restore your health so that you can fall asleep quickly, stay asleep all night, get the rest you need to actually feel refreshed, have energy, be in a good mood, and really get to enjoy your life. So you can book a consultation with me in the show notes if you are ready to get started. You are meant to sleep well. A healthy body sleeps well. And 
Unfortunately, THC is going to cause more harm than good. And whether it's THC or CBD, they are band-aids. They aren't actually getting to the root of why you can't sleep. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. And I will talk to you next week.